To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. Trying to get crazy with this scene. Don't you know I'm local? Jay here, positivesarcasm.com. What is up? Happy Thursday. But by the time you listen to this, it'll probably be Friday. It's Friday. Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Looking forward to the weekend. Weekend. Jay here, positivesarcasm.com. Find me on Twitter at POS Sarcasm. Find me on Minds. Minds at Positive Sarcasm. You can find me at Facebook.com slash Positive Sarcasm. You can find me on the Instagrams. On the Instagrams, not really. You can find me on all the social media, but I've been pulling back a lot. Matter of fact, I've been working on a vlog having to do with disconnecting. Uh, I just wrote the initial notes for it in the uh, notebook. What's left of the notebook? This thing is falling apart. I'm falling apart. I'm so lost without you. Um, but I got most of the notes that I got. I think I got two notes, two notes, I got two, one, two. I got two pages of notes, which is more than enough. Okay. It's more than enough. I'm thinking about how I'm going to you know, map it out in my head. How I'm going to shoot the video for it and what cameras I'm going to need and all that other jazz. Uh, what I'm going to make, what I'm going to break, you know, all that other shit. Um, there are a couple shots that will be, could be a little, I don't illegal is illegal the word I don't know if it, uh, let's just say if they're done correctly in you know in at the right time there shouldn't be any issues problem is there's a lot of setup for the right shots you know anything that creates a distract anything that you're doing that is out of the norm creates an audience anytime there's an audience a distraction emerges well sometimes authorities can be called and it can kind of shut down what you're trying to do especially if it's like a public space or even well it doesn't matter public or private um, whenever you're trying to do any, I guess when it boils down to it, anytime you're trying to do anything, nobody's going to let you do it. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, I got these pages down in my notes cause you know, notebooks have pages. So, I mean, if you didn't know, boom, boom, boom. Now you know. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, you can find me on all social media if you want to subscribe. Just go to youtube.com, look up Positive Sarcasm, and like and subscribe. Just hit the little subscribe button and then the bell. And if you want to be a guest on the podcast, all you got to do is type me up. Hit me up uh, at positivesarcasmatoutlook.com. You can email me. You can message me. You can slide into those DMs. Take me down slow and easy. In your butt makes you queasy. So, yeah, I got... You know what I found? You know what I found? You really want to know? You really want to know? Hey, do you, do you really want to know? Yeah, you do. Uh, I found... These are a lot of old notes. Uh, for those of you listening, I, I'm holding I'm holding notes. Okay? Looks like a little ransom thingy. It comes from a tiny little bit that I had way, way back in the day. I've got a million fucking notes. I've got the Gainesville notes. Uh, the Gainesville notes are what got this all started. Back when I was living with... 
Mr. Frowly, me, 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 would you stop with the drums? Um, the Gainesville notes what started it all. They started my notepad-taking fucking psychoverse, I think. Wait. Well, that's when they really got deep. I think. No, I'm wrong. It really... No, I'm completely wrong. Again. <laughs> uh, no, I actually started writing notes back in 2014 when I started really getting into the blog stuff. The blog... No, the... Yeah, the blog stuff. Uh, but in the Gainesville notes were the second chapter of the uh, blogs. And I was writing like... I had like cheesecake recipe not recipes but cheesecake methods flavors and just all kinds of random shit i wrote down it was for the for the gainesville dinners for the vlogs well not the vlogs the blogs i was writing and other things i was looking to do for the artwork and it was crazy so these notes i found oh my god this is shit was he um this first one i'm looking at crystal knocked crystal knocked slash taco Taco Knocked was a was an article I wrote that was a week or two weeks before I wrote Chasing Dante Part One, and I just took Crystal Knocked and Taco and put them two together and called it Taco Knocked, Night of Broken Tacos. Uh, Crystal Knocked is German or uh, for Night of Broken Glass. That was the term for it. That was the 1938. It was the night the Germans went and raided uh, Jewish sections of Germany. And pretty much just smashed the shit out of their neighborhoods. Just went in there and laid waste to all their businesses. And, you know, since they were going through their businesses, there was broken glass everywhere. And that's what was called the, the crystal knock, the night of broken glass. So um, it has to do with immigration and stuff and how the two fears don't actually link together. Uh, and obviously tacos, yeah, draw the, you know, draw the conclusion there. So Night of Broken Tacos was one of these notes. Burning down local businesses, blowing up Chipotle was a note underneath there. Nose Cuervo, Tecate Deporte. Um, so when you're writing notes, everything is so unknown and broken. So you just, whatever comes out of your, whatever falls out of your head, you just write it down. So when somebody just looks at this note and they go, burning down local business, blowing up Chipotle, Nose Cuervo, Tecate Deporte, is, I mean, obviously, if you take this out of context, you assume that I, uh, A, hate Mexicans, and I want to blow up a fucking burrito shop. So there's one note uh, from the notes. Uh, let's see. Hey, get off Hey, get off your pile of food stamps and get to work. Uh, I still stand by that statement, actually. Um, for This is for all the lazy people. Uh, adapted and exploited their heritage. You can't deport that. You're gonna shut down Chipotle of Taco Bell. I don't, I don't know where I was going with that. But I wrote it. Um, the dreams of some fulfilled at the Express. Actually, Express. We going shopping? The dreams of some are fulfilled at the expense of other people's nightmares. Um, there was something to it. I wrote that down. That actually ended up in an article somewhere. In one of my articles, but it still it kind of rings true. The idea of that if you have if your dreams have to be fulfilled at the expense of someone else's hardships um, or pain, there's something wrong there. You know, uh, there's many ways to debate that. A mistake repeated more than once is a decision. Yeah, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. 
Always wear a rubber. Don't forget to pull out and blow it on a chest. Uh, the Brat Signal. That was an article I don't think I ever wrote or I changed the title of it. And we moved on. Misleading News. United States of Kaplanica. Kardashian 2020. Venting Nation. These were... Sometimes I like to write down... When I was writing blogs, I like to write down uh, just random ideas for titles. Um, this is when I was coming up. So you misleading news, United States of Complanica, Kardashian, 2020 inventing nation. That actually ended up being the article called, uh, Oh, American hypocrite, which is one of my favorites. Uh, it's also one of my favorite pictures I ever illustrated. That was a lot of fun. Uh, get out of your system. Got people talking, making people smarter. Yeah. That was for American hypocrite, uh, office humor, TGIF, go fuck yourself. Weather talking about the kids. Being offended over hearing Loverboy working for the weekend. Factory casual Friday. Free food linking office life to alcoholism. <laughs> so that was, yeah. Office settings. Yeah, there's nothing worse. Oh, this one. Ooh, this one opens up to stuff. Alanis, ironic. Pol oh, that's we did that. Alanis Morissette, ironic. Polkin Productions, Jared. Uh, yeah, we did that one. Pronouns versus perfume and cologne. Zer, a confusing phrase. Oh, <laughs> this is when I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to create a pro. I wanted to create a perfume or a scent called Zer. Um, basically, a gender-neutral fucking cologne or perfume. A conf a confusing fragrance by Calvin Klein. <laughs> oh my god! I need to fucking make that. I need to make that. I'm saving this one. That one's good. I'm totally doing that. Uh, let's see. This was uh, episode 40 Move to uh, of the vlog, actually. Move to Canada. If you don't like it here, fine. Leave. We can fill your spot, as you may have noticed. Canada. Oh, no, 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 no. This was also part of Taco Noct, I think. Oh, you want to move to Canada? What? You're too fucking good for Mexico? You scared of the drug trafficking? Ever met a bear or snow or ocean? Jeez, you've obviously never lived in the misery that is New England. Uh, Citizen Lame promo. Never did anything with that. Loretta's Last Call Chicken and Waffles. That was when I was uh, dating my ex-boss. Uh, PBandJoey.com. Also supported by the... Blah, blah, blah. So, okay. It's, like, it's nice to go through all these old notes and just, you know, see the random stuff that I used to write down. And, you know, some a lot... I'm happy to say that a lot of this stuff uh, came to fruition... Like when I was making posing music, posing music here, uh, song RMX Clawfinger by, who is that? Romstein mixed with bass nectar. And then we will rock you mixed with God will cut you down or something to that effect. That was, yeah, God will cut you down. God will cut you down followed by we will rock you. And then it jumped into a birthday massacre song. Uh, PS presents raise your glasses, a hoax. Died at age 99, founder of Corona. Oh, that one never... That actually... I was going to write about the founder of Corona, Antonio Fernandez. Apparently, he gave like 80 villagers a million dollars a piece. Or no, he gave 80 villagers $2.49 million, $210 million, But apparently, the it was all a hoax. It was all a hoax. He never gave those people money. Um, He died at age 99. And the, the original article was about... He actually gave the, the villagers that he came from money, but... Uh, I was going to write an article about it, but since he didn't do it, I didn't write an article about it. So there you have it. 
Um, oh, P.S. No Excuses promo. Oh, that was before. That was when I was filming episode thirty-seven, and I wanted to get an. I wanted to get a commercial for it because it was basically my gonna. At least at the time, it was gonna be my last article that I ever wrote was uh, the long walk home, and I wanted to create a promo for it, so I started taking notes on it. Parallel universes making copies. Uh, yeah, did that. That was cool. So I did that. Um, let's see. Are there any other good? Uh, go through these notes actually. Drone videos. I haven't done one of those in a while. I gotta get back on that. I've been hibernating in the winter time. What do you want from me? What do you want from me? It's been a busy, well, not a busy week, but a frustrating week. But I gotten through it, and it's gonna be things are starting to work out. Things are really starting to work out. I feel pretty good. I've been a little tired, but for the most part, I feel pretty damn good. Uh, acceptable amounts of crazy. Uh, it's like that Kayla chick I dated for a while. I wonder what she's doing. Nah, I can't go down that road. I can't do it. I can't fall into that rabbit hole again. Dell Mini 10. Human reunion. Nowhere to run. Uh, vlog. Drone flight. There's a lot of shit in here. Do's and don'ts. Yeah, I never did that. Oh, I did, but then I got the... Let's see. The vlog. Drone flights. Do's and don'ts. I was in the middle of doing that vlog, and then I got an invitation to go to a bar mitzvah in Palm Beach. And that's when the fun began. That was actually the... Sh that ended up being, for a while, my shortest vlog ever. Hammer to nail, pen to paper. Because back then, my, art, my fucking vlogs were way too long. They were, like, between 10 and 16 minutes long. And I cut them down to, like, pff, between 5 and 7. Which is way, way, way better. Way fucking better! Um, let's see. Yeah. So those are some of my notes. So thank you for about 15 minutes of going down memory lane. Appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you very much, McCoy. Um, oh, let me get these out of the way. All right. <laughs> Itchies. Um, oh, so, uh, I, I was in the store looking at coffee and I'm hitting the fucking mic again. I'm super sorry. Uh, Cafe Bustelo, as you know, is normally my drinky drink of choice when it comes to uh, drinking coffee and drinking coffee on the podcast. It is a unpaid sponsor. Uh, so Cafe Bustelo is a Cuban-inspired coffee. It's not an, actually. There's an article out, out there by a lovely lady that I was not able to pull up the article because I'm fucking retaliated. Uh, but she says Cuban coffee, Cafe Bustelo is actually not Cuban, but that's okay. Because the Costa Ricans say that Cafe Bustelo is fake, or I heard that from my sister. So it's like playing a fucking game of telephone where the signal's bad. Hello? It's me. Can you take me higher? Uh, so the Cafe Bustelo is actually, it is a Colombian, no, excuse me. Cafe Bustelo is Cuban inspired. It's packaged uh, in Miami. Uh, but I actually don't know where the coffee comes from, but I gotta tell you something for your money, the overall flavor, it's, it, it's incredible. It's a fantastic coffee. It's, I've had so much coffee in my life and having a cup of cafe Bustelo at its max, at its peak brewing capacity or whatever. Death, hands down, it's a go-to every day. Okay? 
above and beyond. But it's made in Miami. It was uh, owned by Spaniards that came from hey, from New York. And they wanted a everyday coffee shop type of coffee, something that people would love and go to all the time. Who you say? The Jews, of course. Um, it's great coffee. So I would highly recommend it. You can get it in the yellow can or you can get it in the uh, <clears throat> the air vacuum sealed pouches. They look a lot like this other one that's next to me. I actually just bought this the other day. This is not Cafe Bustello. Cafe Bustello, of course, is packaged in Miami and sold on the shelves everywhere. And it's actually really inexpensive. This one is Cafe Caribe. Uh, Selection, Selection Suprema. And it's got all kinds of Mexican words on it. Um, actually, let me look at this. Cafe Cariba. So I'm actually going to do a, a comprehensive review on this one. Cafe Molido Espresso Duck Roast. Now, it's got palm trees on it. Okay. It's got red lettering. Red stripe is beer. Red beer. Uh, there you go. Cafe Caribe. It's all in Spanish. Net weight, peso netto, 10 ounces. Okay. It's got the exact same packaging as Cafe Bustelo, only a little thicker. A little thicker, a little shorter. You know what I'm saying. But here's the thing. Now, I, I'm not going to lie. I bet you it's a really good tasting coffee. I've actually never had this brand before. Okay. Uh, Cafe Bustelo is a dark roast espresso coffee specifically made, blended for your Latin taste. For the Latin taste. Hold my baby. Our coffee, your coffee. Brew cafe, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Where is, okay, where's the thing that I'm actually looking for? Oh, here it is. Distributed by Coffee Holding Co. Incorporated. Staten Island, New York. <laughs> Staten Island, New York. They got all this Caribbean Spanish shit on here. And it's the fucking Olive Garden of a fucking boost of Cuban coffee. That's so stupid. <laughs> fucking get me. Get... But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna try it anyways. I saw it on the shelf. It sits right next to Cafe Bustelo. Um, so it's Cafe Caribe. I'm gonna give a comprehensive review on it next week, and I'll let you know at least how it compares to other coffees and how it compares to Cafe Bustelo. All right. So Cafe Caribe. Caribe, whatever you want to call it, from Staten Island, New York. <laughs> oh, it's too great. I actually don't want to do any movie reviews this week. I want to do some current events. So I want to talk about uh, <clears throat> there's a situation with MySpace, a announcement from uh, from Google. Uh, I want to get into some cultural shit that's happening in my state, which I think is fucking stupid. And then I want to get into a situation. That, there's something I got from LinkedIn. And then there was one more thing. And then I'm going to finish on something else that kind of hits close to home that starts with a story. I hope you like stories. I'm good at them, sort of. Uh, let me get pull this mic up. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not being loud enough. <clears throat> so... <laughs> Um, if you guys were, let's see, I'm pretty sure the majority of you back when social media started getting out of, out of control, it all started with a, okay, nobody did Friendster. All right. Let's, let's skip past Friendster. Let's get right to MySpace. 
MySpace was and could have been still the shit. MySpace was originally owned by a dude named Tom. It was founded by a dude named Tom, created by a dude named Tom. And then he sold it to News Corp. And because he sold it to News Corp, News Corp started moving slowly. And because they started moving slowly, Facebook started to catch up with it. At the time, MySpace was so bogged down by old code and user uh, open source editing of the of their actual page that load times for the actual pages became so slow, whereas Facebook was completely blue and white and streamlined, Where and that's when MySpace started to, and plus other things, eventually MySpace started to hemorrhage uh, users and basically died off, basically. They lost MySpace Messenger. Uh, they lost all kinds of shit, and they just died off. Basically, nobody gives it. They they just they lost a ton of money. Tom did just great though. He did the smart thing. He built it up. He sold it, and then he moved on. So now he's a b- 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 billionaire. Uh, MySpace has now has now suffered another uh, setback. Even though I don't even know they had a chance to have another setback. This is from Corey Doctoro uh, from Boing Boing. MySpace lost all the music its users uploaded between 2003 and 2015. This is directly from the article. It's been a year since the music links on MySpace stopped working. At first, the company insisted that they were working on it, but now they've admitted that all those files are lost. Quote, as a result of a server migration project, any photos, videos, and audio files you uploaded more than three years ago may no longer be available on or from MySpace. We apologize for the inconvenience and suggest that you retain your backup copies. If you'd like to know more information, please contact our data protection officer, Dr. Janet Jens at DPO at MySpace.com. Yeah, apparently they don't have a they don't have a backup. There is it and then so that's the actual facts of the situation. And then there is an, a little opinion piece right here uh, from Corey Doctor. He says someday this will happen. Say like a guy or a girl. I don't know. Uh, someday this will happen to Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, etc. Don't trust the platforms to archive your data. The Internet Archive will host anything f- host anything freely distributable for free forever. And they have mirrors of their servers in California, Egypt, and Amsterdam. They're a mission-driven nonprofit supported by philanthropists, found- foundations, and small money donations. I'm an annual donor. Oh, the Internet Archive. He's suggesting that if you want to archive anything or back up anything, it's a place called the Internet Archive. And they're a mission-driven nonprofit supported by philanthropists, foundations, and okay. So yeah, if you want to back shit up, me, I just store everything on servers. I store everything on servers. I download everything that I have pretty much from Google, and uh, I store it on servers. Matter of fact, I just reorganized and put together the two servers, and then I just gotta get a couple more things, get these servers up, and then I'll have three computers as strictly as just servers, data servers, for incoming, outgoing, and flat out just storing. Any video, any data in general that my collaborators want to hold there. So that's a great that's a great thing. I really think they'll appreciate it and it'll really entrust people who want to collaborate with me who just oh just store your data here. You know, you can be and it just kind of keeps them hooked in a little bit with what I'm doing. Um, and I don't even have to charge them. It's just, yeah, hold your stuff here. I got it. I, I'll put make you a file, you can store your stuff here, and you can we'll transfer it out anytime you want. So but as far as MySpace, no, not gonna work. Um, let's see. Let's do this one first. We'll keep it light for now. 
Now, I downloaded this, but it's actually this the the original thing was uh, the official announcement should come tomorrow during Google's presentation at the Developers Conference in San Francisco. It's widely anticipated and inevitable given that Google's been hinting at years they would do this. <clears throat> Google plans to take on rivals like Amazon, which owns Twitch, Facebook, which owns Oculus, and Microsoft, which owns has the Xbox. <clears throat> Many observers expect Google's entry into the market to be cloud-based gaming. So basically stream-based gaming. They actually did this. They have a, a company called Stadia. It was originally under the uh, under Project Yeti. So now Google is entering the gaming market with online streaming. Originally, you could just get by like mobile games for like your cell phone. You wanted to play like Star Trek Timelines, you would go through Google Play and you download it there. The Google Market, the Play Store. Um but now they're actually going to be doing like they're going to be getting actually console like games, heavy, heavy user games, and they're going to have Stadia, and they're you're going to be able to do all that through Google. Like for example, if you ever heard of like uh, Valve created a program called Steam. Steam is the big is one of the heavier hitters too for the PC market, where anybody can go online and they could run their games right off of there. You could purchase games, you go do it. But there was a there were, originally there was some hiccups in it, um, but. Steam was actually Steam was introduced when when Half-Life 2 came out. Uh if you don't know what Half-Life 2 is, you can look it up. Half-Life is one of those pivotal games in in the in the game video game industry in in history of the video games. Um so when Steam came out, it was kind of revolutionary, it was kind of a big deal and then you it was mandatory that you downloaded it before you even played Half-Life 2. The problem here is, here is, okay, Google is, yeah, they're entering the market and they may do really good because it may be really convenient that if you have your YouTube account, you have your Google account, you have your Gmail account, you have all these other accounts, and now you have a gaming account and you can link them all together. That's great. It's super convenient. It's all centralized. It's nice and put together for it. And that includes YouTube too. That includes all the, the abilities of linking YouTube like Twitch playing video games and having your friends watch them and having a big stadium competition, inviting people into play. The only problem is it's still Google. All right. Let's remember who we're talking about here. We're talking about a company that spies on you, that uh, that censors your data, a company that bans people without notice, a company that skews research, uh, skews article research, skews uh, data um, search results. This is the company we're talking about here. And now they're going to enter the sacred market of gaming. You have to be very careful with that if you want to even... I mean, yeah, chances are they're going to make a lot of money on this. But this may also, with regulation possibly looming about when it comes to social media and companies like Google, because Google is basically a monopoly at this point, okay? Every search engine, basically, 99% of the search engines out there are Google. You have Bing, but Bing is a different animal altogether. But for the most part, Google runs the internet, and they own YouTube, and they have, and everybody's linking in their Gmails. So, yeah. and of course, they control every Android phone out there. Every Android phone out there, okay? And the way the new Android phones are acting, I'm having a sense that they're starting to act more like Amazon's Echo, uh, the Alexa, Siri. So they're really, I think, you know, they're becoming a little smarter than they should be. And I think they're acting in ways that I don't want them in the same room with me while I'm sleeping. Hell, I don't even want the fucking phone on at night, which I actually have a clock radio coming in. I did. I pulled the plug. I pulled the trigger. 
I got a clock radio coming in. I cannot wait to turn that bad boy on and turn my phone off at night. That's going to be so freaking cool. But as far as Google, they're getting too big. Okay. Eventually the hammer becomes the nail because there's always, no matter how big the hammer is, there's always another bigger hammer out there. If that even makes any sense, which it really doesn't because I was talking about hammers and nails. So, okay. Most days you're the hammer. Sometimes you're the nail. And in this case, if the government has anything to say about it, they could easily be like, all right, Google, you're a monopoly. And that's that. Time to break it up. And they could make Google split they, uh, between their YouTube, their Google search platform, the browser, their cell phone industry that they're involved with, and their gaming. And they could split it up into like four or five different parts. And that's it. It easily could do it. Easily. They would just vote on it. They vote on it and they get the majority of the vote. That's the end of that. And if they can do and if they can do that to Google, they can do it to Facebook. They can do it to uh, Twitter. Easily. Fa I mean, Twitter eventually is going to get regulated anyhow. But if you were to ba if you were to break up Google, you would easily yes, you would chop off YouTube. If you were to get, you would just have Google search, you would chop off YouTube, uh, Google Gaming, and anything they have to do with cell phones. I think. You may keep the cell phone thing, but you actually know you may cut that off as well because the what made them so damn popular is, is the fact that they got onto cell phones. When they got onto cell phones, they immediately drew, they took control of the market and they opened up their market. They were open sourced originally. Google was open sourced. So anybody who was anybody could get their apps on there and you could download that. You can edit. You just That's what Android was. And the Android OS was an open sourced software but since they got so big they started tightening the news they started censoring certain apps from being able to get into their play store like for example minds.com minds.com is like is a lot like facebook um the in but the thing is it's banned on the google play store you actually have to go online and find it and then download it like that as an app um but it actually isn't any different than it's actually not even bad it's not like gab gab definitely has uh, a certain vibe to it. Don't get me wrong. I don't have a problem with Gab. I just don't use it. I have an account on there, but I don't use it. But I have a Minds account, and I do use it. So whenever I do an announcement on Instagram or on Facebook or on Twitter, I do one on Minds as well generally. I'm working on getting a bigger – so when I share my podcast or if I'm sharing a video that I put, put up on YouTube, I will share it on Minds as well. But Google for the most part, yeah, this gaming thing's going to be big for them. The only question is are they going to get so big that they eventually – do get regulated and broken up because all they got to be do is if they get announced as a monopoly by the government, that's all she wrote because yeah, I do believe in a free market, but there is, there is a thing as a monopoly. A monopoly stops the free market from, um, what's the word growing stops the free. It, it stops the flow of the free market. Okay. Cause it, it basically, you control this part, this part, this part, nothing else can get through. Okay. And then you also have enough money for lobbying, and lobbying is not cool either. So we got through that. That's my thing. That's kind of my take on Google. If you have another idea, you can shoot me. Uh, uh, you can shoot me an email. Or you can contact me through my website. This one is weird. This next article is definitely weird. Uh, New Hampshire. That's the state that I live in. New Hampshire House, the House of Representatives for the state of New Hampshire. Okay, follow me. Good. OKs. New Hampshire House OKs. Birth certificate changes in transgender cases. Uh-oh. 
Here we go. This is actually a short article, so. Concord, New Hampshire. AP Associated Press. Transgender residents and those who identify... Transgender... Let's start over. Transgender residents and those who don't identify as either male or female would be allowed to change their name and sex information on their birth certificates under a bill passed by the New Hampshire House this week. The bill would require an applicant to get notarized statements from healthcare providers stating that in the provider's opinion, an individual is male, female, or neither, and is reasonably expected to continue as such for the foreseeable future. New birth certificates would be issued, but the original certificates would also be kept. Supporters say birth certificates already can be changed for, the vari- for a variety of reasons, including adoption or somebody who has a gender reassignment surgery. Opponents argue that birth certificates record facts, quote, facts, not feelings, unquote. The bill now goes to the Senate. So that facts, not feelings thing, that's a Ben Shapiro quote. Facts don't care about your feelings. Um, if you'd like to know my opinion on this, dangerous. Because there's this thing called biology. And, um, yeah, it says new birth certificates would be issued, but the original certificates would also be kept. Okay, first of all, why would you issue a new birth certificate? Okay. The the idea is that... <laughs> Jesus Christ. How much, how much, how far do you want to go down the road with, with this whole... Uh, identifying as a different gender before it starts to basically get into the healthcare industry. Okay. The idea is that if you start, there's, I, I take this little piece right here. It's okay. Say you're sitting with somebody and they identify as female. Okay. You're having dinner with them and they are, they go to the bathroom and uh, you go to pay the tab and you say, Oh, I'm, I'm still waiting for my friend, for my friend. Where she she's the the lady over there in the red dress or whatever. Okay, fine. What you're doing is you're being polite. You're being polite. That's your dinner. That's your dinner friend. You're being polite, and that's that's that. It's just common cur. It's it's a it's a courtesy that you're giving to an individual that you know closely that you respect, and that's fine. Okay. But then again, there's you can get around that by saying that you know that person over there, or you're just yeah. However you prefer to do it, each, to each his own, basically. All right. As far as the um, biology of it and the actual political discussion and the cultural discussion, that's different. You can't get around biology, okay? This, the difference between men and women is about 60-40, okay? But that 10% is massive. That 10% is what separates from us from the apes to what we are now. Okay, that 10% makes a huge difference. A 1% dif- differentiation from the from being a fucking Neanderthals is what made us to what we are now. Just a 1%, a slimy, a tiny, tiny, tiny variation in habit, in brain capacity, in anything that we did. And the next thing you know, evolution changed forever. Tiny, tiny percent. And yet males and females are 60-40. Now... One step is, say they pass this. Now there's going to be a new birth certificate. So if you present a birth certificate and you say at the DMV, here's my birth certificate. It says you're, you're a female. Okay. Well, then what's the point of having the old certificate? Why? Why have it? Well, then just get rid of it. Is you just replacing that one with the old one? Because then at that point, you're, relate, you're erasing the idea of biology 
and replacing it with a social construct. Okay. D the idea that I don't have many words to understand this is be is the problem with all of it. The idea that you were to do something like this. Oh, this is my birth certificate. I was born a female. Fucking no, you weren't. Oh, that's why we'll keep the old ones. No, that's not what you do. This is so Orwellian on, 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 on I mean, to the T. You are first, okay. First, you identify history. This is the idea. First, they identify in the part in history where they want to start. Okay, they, that party, the, these people. Okay, not that. In the, let's be honest here. The trans the transgender community doesn't necessarily want this. Okay, let's be honest. First, you find out where the history began, and then you mimic history. And when you mimic it, by the time and you when you, by the time you've officially mimicked history, you delete the old history. I'm not a I'm not a fan of this. Okay. It doesn't deny their right to humanity. It doesn't deny. It doesn't deny their right to life, liberty, and the pursuit. And pursuit of what you say? The pursuit of meaning. The pursuit of happiness. The pursuit of success. The pursuit of being an individual. If you want to go chase giraffes in the Serengeti, you have every right to. Actually, that's the Serengeti's in another country, so you may not necessarily have the right to. Um, if you want to chase squirrels in the forest, you can do that. Um, Buy whatever car you want if you can afford it. Jobs. Anything like that. The idea that you would create a new birth certificate, though, in order to be kept next to the old one, it's completely pointless. It's com it's there there is a what do you call it? I've used I used the word last week. A insidious intent behind it. Okay. I don't like it. I wouldn't vote for it. I'm all set with it. Um why would you do that? You're trying to get the upper hand. I don't I don't like it. It's just I, I originally had more thoughts on this, more eloquent thoughts, but the more I think about it, the more the stupidity clouds my brain to the idea that I just don't even want anything more to do with this. I hope to fuck that this doesn't even come to that doesn't doesn't even come to fruition. Because there's more sinister things behind it. Um Do I ha I I don't get me don't get me wrong. I don't care what you do. I don't. I re as an individual, I don't give a shit what you do with your time, with your life. Okay? It, whatever you want to do, as long as it doesn't affect my life on a major scale, okay, I'm fine with it. All right? If you want to change your gender, at the end of the day, if you've gone through therapy and all kinds of other stuff, if you, if you change your gender, okay, fine. If you paid for it, if you're willing to pay for it, you have every right to do it. Okay? That's another thing. If you're willing to pay for it. Transgender surgery, I think, in the most part, is an elective. Okay? It's not covered in many cases. In some cases, I don't I have to double check. I don't think it's covered by your insurance. Okay? Because you have to understand, it's there's hormone replacement therapy. There's plastic surgery involved. It's, it's still not a simple process. Have you ever met a person, is a, uh, a chick out there, she used to be a dude. Her name is Blair White. She's still, you know, she's still packing heat, but her name is Blair White. She's a pretty convincing looking female too. Very pretty. Um, 
Yeah, she paid for all her work. She didn't get the diddly done, though, because she says it's, it's far too dangerous, far too risky. Caitlyn Jenner had it, but she has plenty of money. The thing is, though, it, there's a funny, I mean, she understands it, she accepted, she paid for it. You understand if, if a health insurance company includes that in their package, the price of the package goes up. And that means it has to be covered for everybody, which means the price of health insurance goes up for everyone, including the people who don't want surgery like that, don't need it. Because that includes the counseling, that includes the hormone replacement therapy, the plastic surgery, the regulation behind it, the doctors, all other shit, the referrals. And how and how young do you go? Hmm? 25? 25 is when the brain starts to, is when the brain becomes fully developed. Fully developed at 25. Not 21, not 18, not 12, 25. 25 is when certain parts of the brain finally finish growing. Okay? Um, you can look that shit up. Some people are doing it young. Okay? They're ch- they're changing, they're, they're doing their hormone replacement therapy earlier and earlier now. When your hormones are already still in major development and now you're going in there and you're essentially playing God with, with, with your own hormones, but it's not your decision. Okay. You know, a nine-year-old goes up to you and says, I want to be a girl or I want to be a boy. Yeah. Well, I want to be a fucking fireman. Okay. Then guess what? I grew out of it. You have to understand your mind is going through so many other things at that point. You just need to be focused on becoming it. The only thing that you should be focused on when you're nine is becoming an adult, okay? This leads me into my next thing here uh, that I kind of want to close up shop with and transition, (laughs) pardon the pun, transition into, okay? You just simply taking a birth certificate and replacing it with the old one. And then you all of a sudden you want to, it's just so simple. Oh, you know, He's a, he's a girl inside of a boy. He's, uh, we're going to change, you know, we're going to change your birth certificate. We're going to, you know, some things are supposed to be harder than others. You know, life is hard. It's not just so easy to just change your sex. Everything's a social construct. It's like, I generally, this is some cultural shit that people need to be, there's way more underneath this than, than I have studied, slept on, thought on, wrote on. And yet I have spent tons of time reading about it, watching information on it. It's far too, it's far too complicated than these people give, invest any time into. And when you break it down, who's, when I say the old cliche, it's my parents' fault, in this case it is. It has everything to do with the parents. Everything to do with the parents. That's another subject. Um, I may skip the, let's see, that was, there was an article in here about, um, why men give presentations about, oh, men being better at giving presentations when it comes to humor than women, uh, some patriarchal bullshit, I don't know, yeah, how sad if a woman here, here, me, right, I can't we'll fucking, we'll move past that, move past that, move past that, okay, 43 minutes, good. We'll go through this. Get this shit. Yeah, it's a little diff. It, I had thoughts on it, but I wasn't able to really. I don't know. It just didn't just didn't come out the way I wanted it to. That's okay. We work. You know, we work this shit out. You know, 
we we I try to just work this shit out. Some of it off the top of my head. Maybe new thoughts are coming in. It's been a you know it's been a crazy week. I missed uh, Wednesday, so I'm doing this Thursday. But um, and I'm doing this myself. But I can tell you honestly that this whole thing of changing birth certificates, anything. Okay, I'm a fan of biology. You don't fuck with science. Anything that has to do with biology, you don't fuck with it. It's real. It is the one thing that is concrete that thousands and thousands and thousands of scientists have all finally agreed upon that this is the things that are true. Okay? Doesn't limit you in your potential of doing great things. But it's the idea if you just want to tear it all down. Nope, this never happened. I was never a boy. I was never a girl. This is a social construct. I don't have to do this. Sounds awfully fucking spoiled to me if, if you ask me. It really does. It sounds awfully spoiled what this comes across as. Okay? You can do anything you want. No, you can't. No, you can't do anything you want. I can't play basketball. I can't hit a ball 405 feet in the big leagues. I could maybe if I really, really tried. Okay? But I'm 35 years old now. Probably can't do that. There are many other things that I could totally do. All right? I can't get pregnant. Okay? Can't have my period. All right. A lot of things. I can't have menopause. These are things that these are just these are facts. Okay? I've accepted them. There are liabilities with being a male. I've accepted them. All right. I have a theory that Caitlyn Jenner she cha- she transitioned she had low testosterone. My theory is that Caitlyn Jenner when uh when she was in the Olympics Back when she was Bruce, she was taking a shitload of steroids. She was a white dude, a fucking white dude in the Olympics, killing like the triathlon or whatever she was doing. She was killing it. She was like the greatest athlete ever at her time. How did that how did that happen? Steroids were just starting to come around. My theory is she was taking steroids back then. Bruce was taking steroids. And then when she was done, when Bruce was done, this is, oh my God. When Bruce was done with the Olympics and done being on the Wheaties box, came off the, cycled off the steroids, which were different back then and were not as clean. So when you cycled off, when you go on performance enhancing drugs, a lot of them, will take over the production of testosterone in your body, which means your body will no longer actually produce testosterone. So when you cycle off of it, there is a high probability that your body will no longer produce the testosterone it needs in order for you to maintain normal male function as a human. When you start to lose testosterone, you become depressed. You're more susceptible to muscle loss. You're more susceptible to emotional changes. You're most susceptible to a lot of things that make you sound like a bitch. So if Bruce Jenner took steroids, played in the Olymp- did the Olympics, kicked ass at it, and then came off of them and lost all his testosterone, hmm, started to feel like a woman? Started to feel like a woman and then also living in a house with a ton of women? A ton of crazy fucking bitches. And then 
started to lean in that direction maybe? You ever think about that? Think about that. You take steroids, any testosterone replacement therapy, and then you come down, you cycle off it, you're going to feel very emotional, very erratic. You're not going to feel manly. You're going to feel an awful lot like a manly woman. And the longer you're and your in your testosterone production, most of the time does not come back, not to the level it was at. You have to once you take testosterone, okay. You have to basically stay on it for the rest of your life. Consider that. Now there is a point in life where a male, you know, if they already have low testosterone, they take TRT and they replace it. But when you are in the Olympics, Olympics taking steroids, as Bruce I think was. That's not TRT. That's TET. That's testosterone enhancement therapy. Back then, though, I don't know if they had T or TRT or any type of testosterone. They were taking other shit. Okay. Back then, the steroids were very different. And I don't know what the, and the testing was far different back then. Very different animal. Now, was he, was Bruce Jenner jacked? No, he wasn't jacked. But you could be taking all kinds of other things. You could be taking. Stuff that's good for um, muscle recovery, stuff that's good for cardiovascular, like EPO. You take all that other stuff that's just good for recovery and for cardio. And for cardio, like for example, uh, Lance Armstrong was not a big guy at all, but he took EPO, and that allowed him to go up and down the hills of the French Alps and whatever, and just kill it on the bike. That's what he was doing. So he st- he he made he took stuff that gave him endurance that made him last in the mountains. That's what made him so good. Same thing with Bruce Jenner, most likely. Um, we got forty nine minutes, so let me close up with this last thing. So, where's my uh? Let's see. Pringles are evil. <laughs> Pringles are evil. They are definitely evil. Um, when I was a kid. I've talked about this a long time. So let me grab these articles real quick. Side effects, anything medications, anything with diagnosis. Pop that up. Starting at a very early age, around like five or six years old, I was in, I can remember being as early as fucking readiness or first grade. Yeah, I was a readiness kid, Miss McWiggin. Um, when that, I can remember that far back. I was like five or six years old. I was prescribed. Ritalin. Okay. I was a hyper kid. I had a ton of energy. And then they put me on Ritalin. So I'm sitting in the class. I mean, I remember I was running around being a normal, obnoxious fucking kid. Didn't give a shit about what was going on in class. But I was a pretty good student. One takes me to the doctor. Forget which one it was. They prescribed me this Ritalin. And I started taking it. I didn't know any better. I was five years old. I remember the effects almost immediately. Ritalin, when I would sit down and take Ritalin, I would start to sweat. I remember my brain just kind of going, it's a stim. I always remembered it as a stimulating depressant. Now it's actually called methylphenidate. Meth. Okay. Meth. The shit that fucking Walter White used to cook. Legal cocaine, basically, is what methylphenidate is. The original was Ritalin. I would sit in class and I would sweat. I would sweat from my armpits, but I would sweat in a way where 
I'd be sitting in class not doing anything and it wasn't even cold. It wasn't even hot out and I'd be dripping from my armpits into my shirt when I was on this stuff. I started to realize at a very, very early age, there was something wrong with this medication. This was before time released, uh, such as uh, Concerta or Stratera, which were more time released versions of um, Ritalin with different, you know, different variations, different modifications. Anything that basically what the pharmaceutical companies will do is they'll make a test product. If they make a ton of it, but they can't market it, they'll sell. They'll see if they can find a use for it somewhere else. So they'll sell it off as something else for a different solution. Like, for example, if they're making a blood pressure medication. Okay, factual. They had a blood pressure medication. It wasn't really working to fix blood pressure, but then they could use it for an ADHD medication. So they started selling it as an ADHD medication, and that's how they made their money back for all the R&D that they were doing. Okay? Don't get me wrong. I think the pharmaceutical companies, some they do some great things. But these are the fucking atrocious things that they do is when they take a product that was designed for something else and they can't make their money back on it because the product doesn't work for that. But for some reason, it, it does mitigate things like ADHD. So they fucking force feed it on these kids. Okay. Their bodies are still developing. Do you understand when you're taking a a 5 or 7 or 10 or 12-year-old body, okay, a kid, a male, especially a male, okay, primarily males. Not paying attention. Okay. A guy not paying attention in class who has a lot of energy. Okay. And when he gets older, starts to like girls. Okay. That sounds like a pretty fucking normal kid to me. A guy with a lot of energy who doesn't want to sit still in class. Who's just in his mind is racing, racing a thousand miles a minute. That sounds like a normal kid to me. And then your parent, and then. They go and they diagnose, they put, you know, they put the commercials out there. Is your kid not paying attention in class? So the teachers say, Johnny's not paying attention in class. Uh, maybe he should talk to your, you know, maybe you should talk to your doctor. Okay. That's where it begins. So you have the institute, public school, private school. Johnny's not paying attention in class. What should we do? I don't know. I guess you could talk to your doctor about it. They take you to the doctor. They misdiagnose. And the first thing they do, because I don't believe ADHD or ADD is a proper diagnosis. I think it's something, it's a bullshit thing made up to suppress kids from being creative in youth individuals. Because school, when we say school sucks, school fucking sucks. Okay. School fucking sucks. And there's a reason we don't want to sit there. We'd rather be doing other things like running around. They took, they got rid of recess. Everything is suppressive now. Everything is oppressive. It, it's you go to school. There's a what? What was the quote from Neil deGrasse Tyson? They teach us at an early age to walk and talk, and then they teach us to sit down and shut up. You see the contradiction there? We're running around. We're being kids. We're playing. We're playing with blocks. We're doing all this fun kid stuff, and then we hit, and then we go to school. We're five years old. We go to school. What's the first thing to do? Oh, well, guess what? You have to sit down and pay attention now. When you have a growing body, your cal- your calorie intake is fucking through the roof 
and you have all this energy and your mind's racing a thousand miles a minute. And you're doing all this other stuff. And some kids are kinesthetic learners. Some kids are auditory learners. Some kids are visual learners. So they all learn differently. And some people have interested in science and math. And some people have interest in gym and uh, uh, the woods. Some people have interest in other things. Also, some people have shitty fucking parents. Some people have parents who don't pay attention. Some people have single parents. Oh, but obviously, oh, Johnny's not paying attention in, in, in school. So they go to the doctors. Oh, well, um, he's got ADHD. What is ADHD? Any type of abnormal abnormality or distractive, uh, distractive, attended, uh, distractive skills. That's a distractive mindset. Okay. Any type of, I guess, emotional or biological disorder. Oh, we could just put, put them on fucking Ritalin. Put them on Concerta. Put them on Stratera. Put them on Adderall. There's like 10, 12, 15, 20-minute different medications now. Try all these ones. Why do they do it? Because it's covered by your insurance company. All of them. So why not go and fucking fill them up? That's what they do. So, you know, kids depressed? Your your kid's not paying attention in class? Well, we got to shut them up. We got to shut them up so we can teach them these shitty fucking classes, these, you know, the shit from these books, okay? The stuff that makes no sense. I don't even know if they teach fucking kids about the Holocaust anymore. They certainly don't teach them anything about the Russian Revolution, the Gulag Archipelago, or anything about communist Russia. They don't teach them shit about World War II, most likely. God knows they're still if they're fucking teaching them at all about real biology, any type of science whatsoever. Oh, and these kids don't want to pay attention. Fill them full of fucking drugs. Okay? Forget about energy. Forget about the energy of being a youth. The fun about being a youth. The re- and you suppress it. You suppress the ability to be a, a growing child. And you fill them full of that stuff. And then they come home. And the medication wears off. What happens when the medication wears off? You become aggressive. You become hyper. You're holding in that little child all day long. All day long with that medication. And then you find that, that medication's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That medication starts to wear off. And that little fucking Johnny starts to come out. Little Johnny can be super excited or super happy, or super aggressive or super annoyed. Just all these little things fucking going on in little Johnny's head. And he's finally out of school. And he gets to go home. What do you do? You stick him in front of a fucking cell phone or a little tablet. And you just fucking feed all that digital shit into his face. Or you make him watch TV. Or you yell at him or you tell him to shut up and be quiet. Johnny just wants to go around and run around and be a maniac. Instead, you you suppress him. How do you do that with a growing kid? And then they get older and they're still on this fucking medication. And you've tried 14 different medications. But now Johnny, all of a sudden, that the, the euphoria from the first week of Adderall is starting to wear off. And you're fucking with the dosage. And you're upping the dosage. And you're changing the medication. Now Johnny's having... Uh, uh, disturbing. He's he become. He's sounding disturbed. He's talking crazy. And then Johnny makes a comment about not liking school. And then if he had his way, some of these teachers would just go away. And he makes that comment to another student, and that can go one of two ways. The student reports it. Police get called, has to sit down with a counselor. Or Johnny really does have some problems because he's got no family life or his family life is all his parents don't give a shit about him. 
and he's been on this medications for so long, switching medications for so long, and then his body's not really processing it or in a streamlined fashion. And then Johnny gets a hold of some weapons because now he's got a mental health problem and goes to this and goes back to school. And then it becomes a news story. This ADHD and ADD thing is the most disgusting thing I have ever seen forced on today's youth or the youth of the past 40 years. In my opinion, over easily over 90% of ADHD or ADD diagnoses are incorrect. And the idea that you can't, the idea that most of these drugs are based off of amphetamines or meth. They have them in the fucking name, the, the scientific name of these pills. There's amphetamine, amphetamines or meth in them. Okay. You go to jail for cooking meth. You understand that? You go to fucking jail. It's a felony for cooking meth. And yet you can get it for free from your doctor if you say, I just can't pay attention. Give me some fucking Adderall. You know how fucked up that is? I was on Medic I was on Ritalin, Concerta, and Stratera from the age of five until tenth grade. And I know for certain that that shit fucked me up. I know that there was a real problem there. And I know for certain that it mentally has left a lasting impression on my brain. Now, do I blame my mother for that? No. No, I absolutely do not blame my mother or my parent, my father for any of it. They didn't know. My mother was a special ed teacher. Apparently a very good one. So she understood. And she worked with kids that were underprivileged. Okay. Just kids that didn't have the parenting at home. They lived in a rural area. They didn't know any better. She taught them the best she could. She did the best she could with the knowledge that she had. And they didn't know how dangerous this drug really is. What it can do. Because at the end of the day, it is a fucking drug. And you're administering a drug on a child. Anything that changes a child's mood, temperament, uh, 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 energy levels... It all, whatever, what goes up must come down, okay? And you're learning to fly, you ain't got wings. There's something to that. You're suppressing a kid for eight hours a day in school and you get him out of school. And you don't know what's going to happen. And these pills don't always work the way you should. A lot of them are time release now, but the time releases don't always work. And sometimes they're able, their bodies are able to break through and burn off the medication because their body, your bodies can burn through them. You can work through this shit. You don't know what you're. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're fucking with. You're a growing child who can burn thousands of calories beyond the normal thirty-five-year-old, and you're putting a suppressant in their system. And all they and you know what? If they get smart, and they know the silicon shit. They sell this shit. They can throw it away. They can put it in a baggie. They can hide it under their tongue and spit it out. All it takes is one little thing. Like that, for it to spin out of control. I eventually, at around 10th grade, started spitting out my medication. My mother did not know. She knew eventually, I told her, 
once I graduated high school. I said, I'm going to graduate high school my own way. By sixth, sixth grade, I was a great student. I was an A and B student, you know. By seventh grade, though, I, I, things changed. Things got harder. The curriculum changed. The teachers changed. I was, I obviously was changing, you know, it was, it was seventh grade, you know, normal guy stuff. But something was completely different. And yeah, the, a lot of the stuff that I was doing was pretty fucking boring. And school, as you know it, school right now is archaic. The system is archaic. It's formula. It's it. It's not set up for a child to succeed. So how how do you expect them to succeed in school with a formula that is not meant for the new world and filling them full of drugs in the current uh, oppressive environment that is the co- the education system right now? There's just there's too many red flags with that. School is bad. ADD medication is making it far, far worse and far more dangerous to be a student. And that's for men. For girls, it's different because girls internalize shit. Men externalize. When we're angry, we go out. Women, they go in. They internalize it. So they get verbally abused on fucking social media they get verbally abused at school. They get snickered at. They get pushed into the club. They get told to kill themselves. So if a guy, if a guy's not doing well in school, they fill him full of fucking Ritalin. Girl's not doing well in school, they give her antidepressants. And that's just saying it's the same setup. I don't feel good. I have anxiety. I'm depressed. You're fucking. You have so many emotions going on when you're a kid. So many things going on. You don't even know. Your body's changing. You're growing. You got all this energy. You're learning how to socialize the do's and don'ts. And you're suppressing that by giving them antidepressants. Which a lot of parents are doing now. Instead of talking to their kids and understanding how, remembering what it was like to grow up, regardless of the generation that it was, regardless of whether or not you were born before or after the internet. Before or after social media. The idea of parenting still applies. By talking to your kids and understanding that a lot of this shit at the end of the day doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at high, in high school. Your job in high school? Survive. That's it. Get in, get out. Because chances are, very high chances, you're never ever going to see any of those people again. Okay. A lot of those people won't even leave the fucking hometown that they came from. I know. I graduated from 84 kids. I've seen none of them from my graduating class. I've spoken to none of them. Well, maybe one in the past like three months. The other one wasn't even in my class, but he's the only one I communicate with. And I've known him since I was in sixth grade. I don't talk to them. So why would I give a shit about... Why would I give a shit about any of that? What they're doing. If you're a, a girl, and why would you give a shit about anything that those girls are saying? Yeah, you're trying to socialize. You're trying to figure it out. You're not going to do it on antidepressants, anti-anxiety, anti-insomnia. You're not going to do it on any of that shit. That stuff is just going to make it far worse for you. I know. I've worked with a client who took all that stuff. It almost fucking killed her. It's no good. It really isn't any good. And the amount of and the amount of misdiagnoses on both, you still gotta stock it up to being a kid, you know. 
You really do. Now, who's to blame for all this in closing? The teachers are to blame for recommending to speak to the doctors about it. The doctors are to blame for prescribing it because you go to the doctor, it's 15 minutes. You're in and out in 15 minutes. You get a referral, they give you a prescription. It's that simple. It's, it is. It is that simple. Because pr- primary care doctors, 15 to 20 minute slots maximum. Okay. You bring your kid in. They're not paying attention to school. Okay. We'll, we'll set up a follow-up or we'll refer you over to a neurologist or something. And then you're there for 30 minutes and then boom, you get your fucking medication. Covered by insurance. Here are your pills. Your kid is now fucked. It's as simple. It is as simple as that. Okay. 15 minutes. And the next thing you know, your kid's life has changed forever. So fucking silly. 15 minutes. You know how much, if you add a pocket, how much that actually does cost? It's silly. It's like a hundred and something dollars for 15 minutes of bullshit. These doctors don't, 15 minutes is not enough time to establish proper care with somebody who may or may not need the help. So why are you all of a sudden being like, Making such a rash decision. Oh, because you're a doctor? My kid's not paying attention in class. Here's Ritalin. Here's Concerta. Here's Adderall. She's got anxiety. Okay, well, here's Amitriptyline or or, or or Xanax. Here's all that. Take that. 15 minutes. Done. Here's, uh, what's the big one nowadays? Chlor- I got anxiety. Here's some uh, Clorazepam. Done. See ya. Let me know how it works out. Here's a prescription for it. Pharmacy's got it in stock. Like fucking four Tauruses. Yeah, we got one in stock. You want one in silver? We got it. Here you go. Oh, you want the generic version? With the fucking filler in it? Here you go. It's cheaper. $10 copay. Take it away. It's bullshit. It's all bullshit. There's a lot more to discuss. There's a lot of topics out there. There's a lot of websites out there you can go and look up for ADHD and ADD and understand that at the end of the day, it's your doctor's fault. It's your doctor's fault for prescribing it. It's the teacher's fault for recommending it. And nowadays, with all the information out there, if you are giving your kids attention deficit disorder medication or antidepressants, it's your fault. It's the parent's fault. Now, okay? There's no fucking excuses now. If you're doing it, you're a bad parent. You're absolutely a bad parent if you're doing that. You're robbing their your kids of the beauty that is growing up. And far worse than that. And you're in danger you're quite possibly because you're dealing with their mental health, you could be possibly endangering other kids as well. Think about that. The next time your kid's not fucking paying attention in class. They'll learn more on YouTube than they will in fucking fifth grade. And I stopped taking medic I stopped taking the meds in tenth grade. And I graduated high school. It wasn't easy, but I got through it. Once I was focused and I knew I had to do it. And I graduated. I graduated over a kid who got a fourteen thirty on his SATs. He didn't graduate with us. He got a 1430. I got like a 500. 
I still graduated though. And I still went to college for two and a half years and wasted $34,000. But I did it with zero meds. Besides my little neurology, you know, my little neurological situation, I haven't been to a primary care physician. I haven't spoke with a primary care physician since, God, 2013. And that provider is still practicing. Has hundreds and hundreds of patients. 15-minute blocks. <sighs> so fucking stupid. All right. I've, I've complained enough. Um, if you guys have any other further questions or you want to ask me questions further on this, I, I just wanted to get all that shit off my chest because this is a, a, a topic that annoys me greatly. The, uh, transgender one about the birth certificates. I didn't, you know, I could have been a little more, um, my words could have been better for it, but no, I, I do feel strongly about that being an issue and there's something more sinister behind it with the dual birth certificates. There's something up with that. But, you know, I can I can work on it and just build a stronger argument. So that's the idea about these podcasts is helping myself, you know, with the words, the noises that come out of my face, building a stronger argument and then going and then moving forward from there. And then, of course, having opposition to my arguments. That's kind of that's important. Um, the riddle in one, the, 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 the ADHD, ADD medication, antidepressant medication. Yeah, no, that one is fucking set in stone. It's bullshit. It's 100% bullshit. Okay? It's a scam. All right. It's been an hour and 13 minutes, so I'm going to close up shop. Uh, Sorry about, you know, being a day late and a dollar short, but uh, this will be all taken care of, and I'll upload it uh, very, very soon. So you can find me on Twitter, at POS Sarcasm. You can find me on Minds, minds.com, uh, at Positive Sarcasm. Instagram, uh, at positive underscore sarcasm, facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. So you can find me on all social medias. You can email me directly uh, at uh, positive sarcasm at outlook.com or you can just go to my website, positive sarcasm.com, hit the contact page. And you can put all your information right there. I'll be happy to get back to you. Uh, if you need posing music done for bodybuilders and physique athletes, you can go to positive sarcasm.com. I got some demos up there. If you need to have me cut one for you, I'll be more than happy to cut one for you. It's a pleasure doing that. It's I'm so happy to do that for you. I really am. I know you guys are so busy getting ready for shows and stuff. That is one more thing that you got to worry about. I'm happy to help. Uh, donations are of course are are of course accepted, but I do appreciate it and I love being able to help you guys out. It is really cool. And then of course you can find me on YouTube. Uh, positive sarcasm. I got 110 videos on there, and I look forward to getting some new ones up very soon. So I appreciate you guys. Uh, if you want to donate to the podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate uh i think i think we got everything covered uh i feel a little better I'm glad i got some of that stuff off my chest um i don't think i think I said anything too ridiculous <laughs> if i did who gives a shit but i thank you guys for listening watching subscribing uh i'm really glad to be behind the mic again and i look i will give you a comprehensive review of the cafe caribe dark roast coffee as opposed to the cafe bustello i'll give you a full comprehensive review on that next week but thank you guys for listening, watching, subscribing, and I will talk to you all next week. Thank you guys and ladies. Ladies. This has been a positive sarcasm. Peace, peace.